It's the Your Life Lived Well podcast with Dr. Kevin Payne. Welcome. Today we're delighted to have former Kansas City Chief and co-owner of Kansas City's Leia Holistic Wellness Center onto the Your Life Lived Well podcast. And we're also joined by my friend and guest co-host, health entrepreneur Don Peterson. This episode was recorded before the pandemic ramped up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. My name is Joe Mays. You might not know of, know of me. You might know of me, but um, I am an eight-year NFL veteran. Um, spent my first two years in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. Spent three years with the Denver Broncos. Spent the year with the Houston Texans. A year with the Kansas City Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. And a, a year with the uh, San Diego Chargers. So I've been all across the AFC West, but now I am here sitting in the booth Welcome. How y'all doing? Yeah, <laughs> doing all right. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking We're, over. It's like my, it's like it's my pack, my podcast. So. That's all right. Yeah. You know, you you make you, it your own, man. That's yeah. uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, well, thanks. I, I really appreciate you being here. And no Kevin and I have been looking forward to this for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to get you booked. <laughs> yeah, it's been. <laughs> You're a popular guy. Yeah, I'm a popular guy, and plus I'm I'm, I'm pretty busy um, with my wife owning the Leia Center, which is a holistic wellness center here in Kansas City. Um, I spend a lot of time there, so you know I'm there greeting people as they come in, helping people find the you right. Know, I was going to tee up. Them. I was going to tee up that plug for you, but you yeah, just went right for it. It is. Oh, it it is. is. Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's very friendly and inviting too. It is. I it just is. wanted to hang out. It's like a home away from home. We yeah. want you to feel comfortable whenever you come off the elevator, because um, if you're not comfortable, the the yeah. the likelihood of of you opening up mm-hmm. and receiving the treatments that you that you're coming in for is kind of. It's slim, so we want you to feel yeah. as comfortable as possible. Well, let's, I, I'd, I'd like to get into that mm-hmm. um, as we go, uh, but I, I think that from our audience's perspective, you know, one of the things that we try to do in this podcast is keep this relevant to an audience of people who are dealing with chronic diseases, yes. who are caregivers or their their patients themselves, and you know, I, I think we all are pretty familiar with the kinds of um, health problems that former NFLers are having, and, and anybody in any sport, really, with you know the serial concussions and things like that. Right. So maybe in a general way, Joe, tell us a little bit about what your experience has been like post eight years in the NFL, mm-hmm. linebacker, right? So you're, yeah. you know, mean Joe Mays yeah, out there, right there in know, the trenches. hitting hard, right? Yep. So what kinds of effects do you think, in, in terms of your world, have it had on you, mm-hmm. and, and, and how's, how's that well, affecting your life today. Well, I mean, when it comes to playing football, it's, it's a f- physical sport. I mean, there's no way to, to yeah. get around that, in which, you know, that was the reason why I played in the first place. So um, I knew the, the effects that was going to come after the game, and right now I'm dealing with them. So, um, you know, I get headaches every, every well, pretty, pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still feel all the pain from, you know, the injuries that I sustained, the surgeries that I've had. Yeah. Um, and actually, right now, I have a sinus infection that I've been fighting off for three, almost four months now. Yeah. And, you know, that we feel like that's something that came from me playing football because mm-hmm. of the impact that I've had on my head and my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of did some damage to, you know, my sinuses and different uh-huh. things like that. So, okay. um, you know, I deal with it on a daily basis. And But, you know, I knew that that was something that I would have to deal with, you know, going down the road that I took. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I, you know, even with going through these issues, I still wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Kevin. We did a podcast just not too long ago mm-hmm. talking about pain, right? And and you made what I thought was a very provocative statement about some people choose pain, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I think, you know, listening to Joe, he's fully accountable and sounds like, you know, you accept the consequences mm-hmm. of the field you chose. Yep. Um, and in many respects you accept the pain that went with that. Absolutely. I mean, there's no way you can say I love to play a physical sport like football or, you know, go and box and, and not accept those, you know, what's going to come after the fact. There's no yeah. way, yeah. no possible way. See, I'd, we'd been having a conversation about pain, and I'd made the point that that there's one population, and that's athletes at an elite level mm-hmm. and athletes who play extreme sports who – Accept the pain, and they don't just accept the pain. You know that the pain is going to be part of it, yep. and and you embrace that experience. Because yep. I'd come in and I'd just had a hard landing, skydiving, and <laughs> I was I was still feeling it. Yeah, and and I was saying, you know, that's part of it. Yep. Because I know I'm going to hurt yep. skydiving, but I know 
I love it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and that's the main thing. You love it, you grow a passion for it. So um, you don't think about what you have going on right now. You don't think about the pain. You know, you don't think about the inflammation. None of that. Like, because you're doing something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. And not very many people can do it. Yeah. Um, so it, it would. It, I never really paid attention to it. Of course, I would walk around. I'm sore. I'm, my body's banged up. But um, I knew I get a chance to do what I love to do and something that I, you know, it was it was a dream of mine to do. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I was I was okay with it. Oh yeah, I think when you're fulfilling a dream, I, <clears throat> you know, the simple things that I've done, like play hockey and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that that was going to cause me pain. I didn't didn't even start playing seriously as an adult until I was in my mid forties. And played up until just a few years ago when I was 62 or 3. And, you know, there was always going to be pain associated with the next day. Oh, yeah. Right, or mm-hmm. the day after the next day. This brings me back to the Leia Center and what you and Toya are doing there. Um, it is a wonderful and warm place. Yes. And it's one of the few, quote, unquote, businesses you can walk into where the first thing they ask you is take your shoes off. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it sounds like my, what my wife would ask if you came over to our house. Um, but starting with that, you know, initial experience and, and then, of course, seeing Joe May sitting at the front desk. Uh, <laughs> what are you guys doing? What's the what's the what's the theme? What are you trying to accomplish? And then we can talk about the different services you offer, because I've actually had a chance to avail myself of a few of them. And uh-huh. uh, it would be easy to get addicted to some of that stuff. But absolutely. What, 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 what was the goal you started with? And maybe first say exactly. I mean, kind of what you know, it's, I know it's a wellness yeah. uh, clinic for the most part but talk about your and, and, and Toya's unique approach to this well yes um, our approach is all natural uh, it's all holistic so we try to get back to the basics even before traditional medicine became what it is today they started somewhere and it started with growing from the ground up which is what you know all of our ancestors done back in the day so we wanted mm-hmm. to kind of get back to that um, and get back to the point where you know people can start doing whatever we can to take care of ourselves instead of depending on you know, other people to tell us what we need to do. And I'm not saying that doctors or medication doesn't play a role in what, you know, what may be going on today and what we may need. But, you know, it, it's more so about us and what we can do for ourselves to take care of ourselves. And that's just a message that we've been trying to preach um, for the last three years that we've been open. And it's been something that has been truly passionate to us because of my background and me playing professionally, um, having to take care of my body, um, and, and deal with the things that, that happened to me while taking traditional medicine. And that's one of the things that, that we really try, that message we really try to get across with this podcast mm-hmm. and with my book, and, and that's, you know, standard health care is one slice of the pie. Yeah. And if, if we don't look at that in the context of our whole lives, in, in terms of, you know, the basics like, like, Eating and movement and sleep and uh, you know emotional wellness and our relationships and the environment we make for ourselves and all of the really interesting services that you guys provide. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm working myself up to try the cryo. I think you need to come and try it, man. I mean, yeah, you I know, totally am. I think I, I think you may be having me here this month. Yeah, also. Don tried it. You know, I actually yeah. got a video of Don inside the chamber. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And, and yeah, yeah, and I and I and whenever whenever me and Don come up, you know, we have a disagreement, you know, and, and it's something that I really want and have to get. I just go ahead and hold my phone up and let them know that I do have this video and I can show every single person if, if see if, I, I gotta, so, I'm gonna have you video when I do it and I'm gonna put it online. There we go. There we go. I, I gotta tell that story really quickly because Joe, Joe gives me a hard time about this constantly, but it's it's actually true. So uh, Joe and Toya invited me to come over and try the cryo. So, of course, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll, I'll try anything once, pretty much. Yeah. And um, so I'm getting ready to go in there. And now you, you, you get undressed and right. you go in in your skivvies, you know, your mm-hmm. underwear or whatever. And, um, you know, but Joe's in there with me. It's just us boys, yep. right? Yep. And uh, it's like going into a shower that's a minus 150 degrees inside, right? right? So it's really cold. I mean, really cold. And and so Joe says, you know, you're going to want to move around a little bit while you're in there. So how about we put some kind of music on for you? What would you like? Well, I'm 60 something years old. You know, my my tunes are not, you know, um, dance music per se. But, you know, how about some Motown? Yeah. Well, we ended up putting some Black Eyed Peas on, which I I actually like a lot. 
That's but, right. Know, the '90s kind of yeah. stuff. Two thousand. You know, I could have put probably In Sync or the Back Backstreet Boys, but I would have been embarrassed to tell them that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and rightly you and should. As I should have been. Uh, yeah, ninety-eight <laughs> degrees or something. But we can. We're down with the peas, though. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. Down with the peas. And um, so anyway, I'm in there, and it's cold. Yeah. And the first thing I realized, Joe's right. I got to move around. So the music's on. And I'm starting to get you know moving with the beat, and um, and I'm moving more and more. And when you first go in, the glass door that you're behind is kind of steamed over because, you know, the difference right. in, in temperature. So, but eventually it begins to clear up. Mm-hmm. Well, I, as it clears up, I see Joe's out there <laughs> with his phone. <laughs> I presume he's videoing me. And I'm thinking, well, okay. So I get out after, what, two and a half minutes, yep, three minutes, minutes, right? Three Not minutes. in a very long because it's really cold. I... Get dressed. I thank him for the opportunity to do it, and you know we hug it out. I go on my merry way. And that evening, that evening, I get an email from Toya, Joe's lovely, brilliant wife. Yeah. She said, and we were working on some business things at that time, and so she kind of had this preamble about you know um, the things we were talking about with regard to the business, and then at the end of it, she says, "By the way." Looks like you had a really good time in the cryo unit. <laughs> and I go, yes, I did. Thanks for all that. Appreciate it. And send the email back to her, just kind of acknowledging her email. And then I'm sitting there thinking, well, wait a minute. It looks did like Did she? What? Did you show? I mean, so the next email or text <laughs> message was to Joe. And I go, did you show Toya that video? He goes, well, why not? <laughs> so... so so if if I go ahead and do that this month and and he and he records me, can we put both of our videos up online? Yeah, but I don't know if you can ha- do you, uh, see. I I don't know. Can you handle the extortion that goes with it? I don't I mean, care. I, you know, I, that's why I I I, 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 I probably do have to put mine out there in the Twitter sphere or I something think so. at some I point. Think so. Otherwise, Look, I got to keep paying them. I run yes. around. <laughs> I run around as a pirate. I don't care. <laughs> well, there you go, that Kevin. That's the difference between you and I. All right. You know what? We don't just record everyone that comes into the chamber. It was strictly for Don. <laughs> that, it was just strictly Don. But we do ask people if they want to be recorded or um, you know or something like that. Put it on their social media. We'll we'll you know yeah. repost it. Well, it but is. It, quite was, a it thing. was different. It was, it was just a different <laughs> thing with us because we were in a relationship building phase. Yeah. Sure. So you know you just kind of you know kind of being silly, doing different things like that. I just recorded them. Hey, I Man. just thought, yeah. you know, if you put it out there, I could be like the next Kim Kardashian or something. I think right? so. I think so. You can make a, you can make millions of dollars off the way you were shaking that body, man. I tell you. Yeah, I can't. The problem is I can't stop it from shaking. It yeah. just doesn't. You know what the crazy thing is? I was actually outside of the chamber dancing with you. Yeah, I know. So it wasn't yeah. just it wasn't just me holding the phone. And I was dancing. I was moving around. Yeah. You can tell with the video, it was moving around a little bit too. Yeah, so it was fantastic. See, yes. and that's and that's one of the reasons why you know not you dancing around. You can dance around. That's fine. We'll, we'll shake it, oh, but yeah. but that's why I've been a little reluctant to do the cryo because you know as we've talked before, mm-hmm. heat sensitivity and cold sensitivity are, are triggers for multiple yeah. sclerosis. I was going to ask yes. you about that. So so, so you know I said okay. I said I would try it okay. if we had a chair in there because if I lose because what happens when I become cold is I can become spastic. Mm-hmm. And my legs, you know, freeze up on me, and I'll fall over. Yeah. yeah. So I'm willing to try it. Yeah. I just, you know, have need need a soft place to land. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. in case. Well, I wouldn't put your tongue on on any of the walls either. Uh, um. You know, and there goes my my <laughs> my deep lifelong desire to reenact that scene from from a Christmas story. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, isn't it great? I love that movie. Yeah, that, that lamp. I want that lamp. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I did I did actually turn I, I broke my foot once and I turned the cast into a lamp. There you go. Really? I did. Creative. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. So <laughs> you take something that, that bad you know, that was bad that happened in your in your life and made it you know, something that you can look at on a daily basis. I think that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. I actually nice. broke my foot at a bachelor party once, and that was how I did it. At a bachelor wow. party. Yeah, and that's that's not a story for this podcast. Would you podcast. have the, uh, the wrestling strippers, I think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not nearly as exciting as it sounds, so I'm going to leave it at that. All right. But we're going to take a break here real quick, and then when we come back, we'll uh, get deeper into what you guys do at the Leia Center. Let's do it. I'm Dr. Kevin Payne. 
Just jump with me into your life lived well. Half of us now live with chronic illness. Mine is multiple sclerosis. It's your life. Live it well. A chronic diagnosis doesn't mean goodbye to the good life you wanted. You don't have to feel overwhelmed or hopeless. I'll show you how to save yourself. Take your first step at justjump.life. So before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, the effects of the cryotherapy, uh, and mm-hmm. Kevin's going to give it a try. Kevin, um, you know, for other people who might have MS or other conditions that are serious, maybe rheumatoid arthritis or others, what what do you think the effect of that kind of cold on you? You know, like it's like three minutes at minus one fifty, right, Joe? Yep, right, one fifty four. Um, what do you think that? What effect do you think that'll have? See, I'm not certain. It, because it could go one of two ways. It could just be so cold that it bypasses the effects that I normally feel mm-hmm. when I'm cold. Okay. Okay? Well, I'm, otherwise... So go back to what's nor- what the, yeah. the normal effects of feeling cold. Well, see, for, for years and years and years, I had heat effects. So when I get too hot, mm-hmm. my body becomes numb. Oh. I lose my feeling. Yeah. Uh, okay. But a couple of years ago, I started getting cold effects as well. Uh, you know, as my MS has kind of progressed in different ways. Right. And when I get cold, I get spastic. So my legs freeze up on me, and I have a tendency to fall over. And, and I can be paralyzed yeah. for a while. Okay. Which is, which is kind of scary. It, it's kind of scary when it happens. Well, I, I think that's important. I just want to make clear right. our audience that we're not recommending any of these therapies. And before you do anything as radical as getting in... A, you know, something for three or four minutes at 150 degrees below zero, you know, get your doctor's Talk advice. Talk to your physician. You know. And, and you know, I've got a great neurologist, and he generally is supportive of my wacky experiments because he understands, you know, the way I am. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I'm, I'm totally down to try the cryo. Uh, I just want a chair. Because, oh, I, we, we yeah. can put a chair in there. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to do some chair dancing. Chair, oh, you can do that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if I, there was a table, I could do some table dance. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> bum, chicka, wow, wow. chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> you got it. So, All right. so when it comes, I got another question. So when it comes to being cold, does that have anything to do with the circulation that's in your body? Uh, well, for me, it's, it's for MS, it's, it's not the circulation that's being affected. Uh-huh. It's the speed of the nerve conduction that's being mm. affected. Okay. So because... Because some of the areas of my central nervous system are demyelinated, that, that fatty wrapper mm-hmm. around the, the wires of the neural connections is gone. Mm. That means that it's more sensitive to the effects of heat on how fast that, that electric signal travels. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and that happens to everybody, by the way. But if you're if yeah. you're myelinated, it it's not enough to make a difference. Yeah, it's like those creams with the capsaicin in it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be overwhelming your nerves so that you don't feel the effects of the other pain that you might be experiencing in that area. Right. And I'm sure with your condition that the nerves are even well, I mean, more affected by those kinds of changes. They are. They than, are. Than, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's what's going on for me. Yeah, yeah, I just wonder. I was thinking about rheumatoid arthritis, and mm-hmm. you know, if it's inflammation in your joints and things like that, or or lupus, which is a general form of inflammation. Mm-hmm. If in fact cryotherapy could be beneficial, I don't know, Joe, if you have any sort of information on that. Well, yeah, um, we've had several clients that that has rheumatoid rheumatoid arthritis that come in and do the cryotherapy and feel okay. great afterwards. Yeah, um, we actually have clients that have Raynaud's, uh, Raynaud's as well, which mm-hmm. is a circulation yeah. issue that they have. They don't really get enough uh, blood flow to the hands and feet, which yeah. is why they're always cold. cold. Mm-hmm. So they do the cryotherapy chamber, and it helps to reset the blood flow through, throughout the entire body. Mm-hmm. And now they get a chance to get feel that blood flow through the hands and through the feet, and they don't feel as cold as they did before they got in. Okay. Well, so it, it helps. Yeah. So yes. be sure mm-hmm. to talk to your physician about you know right. these kinds of things. But um, but I've done it a few times now myself, and mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know, I've had a shoulder total shoulder replacement a year and a half ago. I had a total total hip two years ago, 
Um, and, and, you know, I don't have a lot of cartons left in my knees. Me and, either. <laughs> and, you know, I'll tell you, it really makes me feel great. Yes. Um, yeah. For about three or four days, I feel like I, I don't need to take an ibuprofen at any point. Yes. Where generally, if, I'm, if I haven't done it, I'm probably in for three to six ibuprofen most days. Ooh. And just yeah. Uh, yeah, and just wanted to think yeah, I'm, I'm I'm I take far less ibuprofen than I used to, but I still have some ibuprofen each yeah. day because that that tends to help. Well, I always um, take it with a Pepsid AC. I'm not yeah. I'm not uh, promoting any brands here, but they actually right. the reason I I do that is they actually came out with a drug that was actually a combination of ibuprofen and Pepsid. Oh, really? Famotidine hmm. that's in in Pepsid, and branded it. And my doctor wanted to prescribe it. And it was like fifty dollars. And I said, well, what's in this? He said, well, basically ibuprofen and Pepsin. I said, well, I could go do that myself. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we talk a lot on this podcast about the crazy stuff that goes on in healthcare, and that's one of those crazy things. Literally, they're giving you ibuprofen and a Pepsin that for, you know, 30 cents you could have done yourself. Exactly. And, and then selling it to you for 50 bucks. So, and um, speaking of doing it yourself, one of the things that I, that I want to make sure that, that we do is invite any of our listeners, whenever you try one of the things that we talk about on the podcast, let yeah, us know. Let us know. Yeah. You know, connect with us on social media and, and, yeah. and let us know. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear if, if, if people who have had cryotherapy who suffer from rheumatoid arthritis or other just general inflammation, if in fact you know, they've done it, how it impacted them. Yes, and it has to be the right cryotherapy chamber, which is something that we that I should have talked about a little bit earlier. Oh, please do. So there's a couple different cryotherapy chambers that you can use out there. So the first one is the nitrogen chamber. Mm -hmm. So you see those mostly all across the U.S. It's the ones with the head out. The reason why your head is out is because it's it's nitrogen that's pushed through the system, Mm -hmm. and you can't breathe in nitrogen, so that's why your head is out. Um, And when it comes to using that that type of chamber, it's colder at the bottom and then as you as it comes up it's not as cold as it was before so it's not evenly cooled out yeah. and you run the risk of being burnt in that chamber i'm not trying to say anything bad about it because i mean people use it they love it they enjoy it it does what it, it needs yeah. to do for them but you run the risk of you know the different things that can happen while you're inside that, of that type of chamber. Isn't that what happened mm-hmm. to Antonio, Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown, yeah, he exactly. got frostbite on his feet. Frostbite right? on his feet. Yeah, i'm not sure exactly what he did because he did he did the chamber out yeah. in another country in too long though maybe. yeah but he, he may be in too long maybe he didn't have on the right yeah. equipment right. um that could be that could be something that happened too so yeah. um and, and also the other chamber which is the chamber that we have at our center is a natural cryotherapy chamber it's pretty much one huge freezer yeah so you can you can step inside of the chamber and it's fully fully inclusive so it includes the head the body everything and by using that chamber it's much more beneficial because it hits the central nervous system. Will it hit, will it contain my massive ego? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think so. Well, Don fit in there. It might. Yeah. It, might uh, it might actually reduce your swollen ego. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I think it'll definitely help you. Um, See, but it's Big it's, it, Kevin Day. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty. That's all right, I can take it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You you can definitely take it. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing stuff though. So. All right, so we, we've said a lot of time about cryo, but there's yep. a lot more what going else? on yeah, the latest center than that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we're also a spa, so we do massages, facials, body wraps, body waxing. Um, we do Yanni stains for the women, which Yanni is the women's womb. Mm-hmm. And we do and we use different herbs to help with fertility, to help with overall womb uh, wellness. And also, um, if we have ladies out there that just want to keep everything right and tight, we have herb for that too. I I just keep trying. I, I I'm trying not to to throw in the pun about a womb with a view right now, but I failed. I, just I, I, I thought well when you giggled when I mentioned I was in my underwear, you know, because just some people just giggle when they say underwear or underpants. Well, underpants underpants is a lot funnier than underwear. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Underpants. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yes, we do the Yanni steams as well. Um, we have a salt room, which is Himalayan pink salt all throughout the room and the walls, salt lamps. Um, yeah, I've been that in was there. pretty. Yes. yes. Yeah. And just by sitting in there, you're breathing in 94 trace minerals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good for the upper respiratory system, allergies, asthma, skin. Um, and it's also a great way to detox, especially when you pair it with the sauna that's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have the cryotherapy chamber that we talked about. Um, we have a hyperbaric chamber 
as well, mm -hmm. which is um, a chamber that is used to um, basically boost the amount of oxygen you carry through your blood, mm -hmm. which it helps with anemia, it helps with arthritis, asthma. Um, it, cancer patients use uses, uh, the chamber as well, um, and also deep sea divers. They oh, use sure. the chamber to get back acclimated yeah. to being at sea level because mm -hmm. when they go down below, the basically the, the pressure changes. Yeah. So if they don't get acclimated once they come back, pretty much everything on the inside can explode yeah. and they could possibly die. So that's something that they use and athletes use it uh, to help rebound from the, you know, the, the, the days and weeks of just of yeah. banging and beating each other up. They need to recover uh, their body as well. So. That's, by the way, why I don't scuba dive. I want my innards to not be outers. Outers, yeah, there we mm -hmm. go. There we go. Well, I think, I think the point that, you know, I'm, I'm taking away from all of this, and I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but, you know, healthcare and most of the healthcare system is set up as an acute care system, right? You get sick, we treat you, mm -hmm. you get better, and then you come back again when you're sick again. Yeah. Right? Where... What you're doing at the Leia Center, Joe, and, and um, I think the brilliance of you know, what you and Toya have designed is that it's well care. Absolutely. Right? It's what you do to keep from getting sick. Mm -hmm. It's what you do to keep from having conditions that require surgery or you know, toxic uh, uh, pharmaceuticals and things like that. And I yes. think this concept, and I think in some worlds you'd say, well, it's alternative medicine. And I think as we go and, and, and we look forward into the future, this is medicine. This is, this is not medicine. an alternative to medicine. This is medicine. It's an alternative to waiting until you're sick to need acute care. But it's the sort of chronic thing, the chronic care, that you should be providing for your body long before you get sick. Absolutely. Right. And um, not only do we help take care of people, we also help educate. Um, so another thing that we do there, um, we have herbalism courses. So... Mm -hmm. You know, people come in and they learn how to grow their different herbs and they learn what herbs can be used for medicine, right. can be used for cough syrup, can be used um, for eczema. You know, the yeah. different things that we all deal with on a daily basis, they learn how to do these from a natural standpoint. And they make medicine right there in-house. My wife, she's an herbalist, so she make medicine. Mm -hmm. um, the, the woman that she learned from, she's been studying herbalism for 50 years. Mm. Um, because her dad was an herbalist as well. So everything that she's learned, she's passed down, and she's continuing to pass down to the people that come in. Um, and everything that we learn, we all we always push the information out to our clients because yeah. they need to know it too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the whole reason why we, why we got into what we got into. No, that's um, great. Yeah. I, you know, Toya made me a, a, a tea from different herbs and um, to help me calm down because I think as I was telling her that I – and I think I've said this on previous podcasts that I – I'm wired, you know, I'm just always on and it's hard to shut it off, yep. you know, at night. And so she made me a tea that I could drink in the evening. And I remember my first response to her was, does it have to taste so bad? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's natural herbs. I mean, we didn't say it was going to taste great, <laughs> Yeah. but, it, but it's going to be great some, for you. I put some honey in it and I, and then it was over to, you know, that was, that was good that night. Yep. I, I realized though. One of the reasons why I hang out with Don is he makes me look calm. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I think most people look calm. I, yeah. I've had people tell me, like, you're the most intense person I've ever met. And there was a time in my life I was way more so than I am now, and, mm -hmm. and I'm still pretty wired. But it's just my nature, and I, sure. I don't know how to shut it off or turn it down. It, it's, it's, Joe, I'm sure, you know, when you were playing, and even now, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a level of – intensity that you just have about life in general yeah. and it's hard to dial that down it's, uh, you know i stopped trying a while yeah. back it was like you know i accepted it and it's just the only way that you can really get the most out of life is by throwing yourself into it the yeah. most yeah yeah and i think though and, and joe i'm sure and, and kevin too you, you this notion of being a high acuity person, you know, I, I remember my, my my optometrist was trying to get me glasses or contact lenses or something that I needed, and he said, "Well, Don, I don't know if I'm going to satisfy your need just because of your high acuity requirements." <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, yeah. and he's just basically saying, "I will never please you. You will never see as well as you want to see," because I was playing hockey. Right. I had to go get you know contacts that I could actually see the puck with. Yeah. You know, close and far. 
right? Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't know that I'm going to be able to solve your problem. And hey, I've got bifocal skydiving goggles. Do you? Yeah. 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 So I can, because it's really important that yeah. you see you your see altimeter, going on, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know? need to know when to pull the... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I still need to come out and try that with you. Right. We're going to have to talk about that. Because you are such a big guy yeah. that it's, we'll, we'll talk about this. Because okay. it's special. Because you are... You're a big guy. Yes. We have to get him a bigger shoot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, there, there are some limits, and, and he needs some special equipment. Well, you know, talking about big guy, right? So when you and I first met, we got to talking, and it was great. And, but what I, one thing I learned about you is here's this guy, this big guy, muscle guy, right? Linebacker. Who's a vegetarian? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't eat meat or no meat, chicken, beef, pork, turkey, none of that. Um, and we've been doing that ever since we've been here in Kansas City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, people ask me, how's the barbecue? You know, what, right. what can you tell me? What places can you send me? I'm like, well, it's kind of hard for me to send you anywhere. I can send you to some places that give you some good seafood, fish. Yeah, I know a guy but, uh, who knows a guy. But yeah, yeah I, know. I know a guy who knows a guy. But, uh, you know, as far as me. You can put barbecue sauce on vegetables. You can, but that wouldn't necessarily give them what they're looking for as far as yeah. the taste of Kansas yeah. City. Well, yeah. you know, How's true. the ribs? How's the ribs? I don't know, but I can tell you how the cauliflower with the, with the uh, barbecue sauce is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But, yeah, yeah I was surprised to, to learn that about you because I think that a lot of people have the notion that if you're going to maintain a high level of physical activity mm -hmm. and if you want to build muscle and things like that, that is almost impossible to do that as a vegetarian. That's not, uh, it's not true. I think if you, if you, you know, do your research and you study and you realize the right things that you need to put into your body to not only give yourself energy, but to continue to bounce back when you have those bad days. Cause yeah. I mean, when it comes to playing football, you know, you pretty much you play a game on Sunday and you're pretty much sore up until Friday of the next week. Wow. So, mm -hmm. you know, in order to, to you know, get your body back in shape, you have to do all the different things, you know, hot tub, cold tub, you have to make sure you're eating right and a lot of guys they don't necessarily eat properly. Right. And right. you know, they yeah. go out, they eat a lot of, you know, different things because they they burn it right off when they go right. get back on the yeah. field, but it's not what the body needs in order to recover, which you know, I found that out. Yeah, yeah, I found that out, you know, while I was playing. So, you know, that was something that I did did different. And I felt like, you know, I, I could bounce back a little bit quickly than so most you, guys. you were still playing when you converted? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I was still playing um, while, you know, while I, I made that adjustment. And I felt great. I felt lighter. Um, I was able to bounce back as quick as I possibly could. At a, even at an older age, you know, I was, yeah. I was bouncing back like I was 22, 23 years yeah. old. Mm -hmm. And it felt good. I just felt I felt great doing it, and I just stuck with it. That's really important. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's super important, I think, for our audience to know that, you know, whatever your challenges are, that there isn't about just how many calories I did or didn't eat. Mm -hmm. It's about eating the right calories. Exactly. Right? And when we get back from this next break, uh, I want us to dig into some of those really bad days that you were talking about and yeah. how you've turned them into good days. Okay. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. You know, I, I'm down to share my story and for everyone to hear and listen to. Very good. All right. We all have challenges. Mine is multiple sclerosis. We each have this one life. And we didn't choose to be saddled with chronic illness. But there's a better way. So I choose to just jump. And you can too. It's your life. Live it well. JustJump.life And we're back. You know, Don and I, uh, we recently did a, uh, an episode on difficult conversations. So we've, we've been laughing and having a good time. We're still going to have a good time. Yes, of course. But no. you have a really powerful story. Mm hmm and you've dealt with a lot of pain and you've dealt with a lot of health issues and and that they've affected you know you professionally and personally and in your relationships and you're really really open about that stuff so i want you to share your story yeah uh, with, with our listeners so during my time in the nfl i've had five surgeries um and you know that was just something that came with the game you know you knew that what you were signing up for you knew the possibilities you knew, knew what what could and couldn't happen 
And, uh, you know, that was something that I had to deal with. So, you know, I've had besides the surgeries, I've, I've had, you know, a lot of bad days, especially, uh, you know, after playing the game. It takes so long for the body to bounce back. And then also, you know, you, you find out that your body becomes you, you, you build a new normal. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can one day I walk outside and I'm OK. I don't need shades on the next day. I walk outside without shades and I get headaches. Mm -hmm. So your body starts to change and you have to be able to, to adapt with it. So um, a lot of people look at me nowadays like, why do you always have on shades? Well, I like to keep the light a little bit dim because if I have too much light, I get headaches all the time. Um, and then, you know, just nowadays, I feel every single thing that I've done as far as like the, me playing football, me hitting people, me having surgeries, my neck, back, shoulders, knees. Uh, my right wrist, ankles, everything is, you know, I can feel that pain on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. it's just something that I've had to deal with. Um, and it was something that was always bred into, you know, us athletes. As, you know, if you are you are you hurt or are you in pain? Or, yeah, or what yeah. is it? Are no you, pain, no gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, when it comes to that, you just try to work through it, continue to push through. And uh, that's something that I continue to do on a daily basis. Well, I think in, in also you're in the NFL early enough or long enough ago mm -hmm. where they didn't have the same concussion protocols and things like no. that. Um, you know, it was shake it off and get back out there. Yep, right? pretty much. Um, you know, I, I was able to, to be a part of the game where you can see that transition mm -hmm. um, where they started, you know, they wanted to take better care of their players, which yeah. they came up with the new rules um, nowadays. And I can't stand them, to be honest, because I'm more so an old school guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like I like to see guys going out there and, and bruising each other up. I like to see guys going out there and fighting. Yeah. It shows passion. And that was something I wanted to bring up earlier in the podcast because you say how wired you are. Yeah. That's passion. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's because you, you're passionate about life. You're passionate about mm -hmm. every single thing that you talk about, that you feel, that you read, that you see. Um, mm -hmm. That's a part of you. So, you know, athletes, we're the same way. We're passionate about what we're doing, too. And, yeah. you know, that's that's something that, you know, I, I I can't necessarily get with when it comes to the rule change and, and telling guys how aggressive they can be. Yeah. But I understand it. Yeah, I think it's, it's you yeah. know, there, there is a, a reason for some of these new protocols and new um, safety requirements. Yes. You know? And I think in some respects, too, earlier in the league's history – or in any sport, even hockey that I played, the equipment wasn't as good, no. right? And I think in some respects, you know, the better helmets and shoulder pads and things like that have somewhat weaponized the player where now they can lead with their helmet, right, hit helmet to helmet, and assume that they're not going to get that hurt. Yeah, right? the equipment's not that great. Yeah, the equipment's not that great. But yeah. they, mm -hmm. they, you know, I, I, I said to somebody one time, they said, well, what would you do, Don, if, 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 if you, you know, wanted to keep the NFL alive? I said, well, it's the same thing in hockey. The only time curved sticks and slap shots became important is when the goalies were now wearing masks. Mm -hmm. But then there was a protocol, a, a decorum, um, a behavior of all the players, knowing that the goalies weren't wearing masks, that you never hit the puck above chest level, right. ever. And I think that's, you know, so if you wanted to fix that in football, well, go back to the Newt Rockney days when everybody wore leather helmets. Leather We'd helmets. all be, I mean, if you watch Canadian rules football or rugby, mm -hmm. you know how it could work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how they work. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, and I think uh, what people are not realizing is that as the years progress, as the game evolves, so does the players. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you got guys out there that's 6'6", 300 pounds, and they can run just as fast as, yeah. you know, a linebacker can run or a running yeah. back can run. Do you see uh, – Khalil Mack run down deck. Yeah, guy like exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah and that guy, he's six two. He's two hundred and sixty five pounds. Yeah, and he's running like that. So, yeah. I think when it comes to the equipment, yes, it's there to protect the players. But as the players, you know, evolve and they become bigger, stronger, faster, it's only so much you can do um, to kind of limit those injuries. It's, it's kind of prone to happen. You see, yeah. this is this is one of the things that we find in general. You know, as, as and and football equipment and hockey equipment and you know like my own experience skydiving equipment too is all, all of this equipment that surrounds us and gives us the tools to do whatever it is we do have become so much better and ostensibly so much safer mm -hmm. that it gives us a false feeling of safety a false protection exactly protective, yeah. and, and we tend to take risks that we wouldn't take if 
we had a, a more accurate sense of of what the the damage could be. Right. Yeah. And 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 it's not just the sports that we play, but it's in life too. You know, mm-hmm. we found we found that there's actually a a school of thought in uh, road design that's don't make the road appear too safe because if you do people go too fast people go too fast yep. ah. and and so they there there are roads that are designed not to be as safe as they could be and and not to appear as safe as they could yeah. be in order to to keep our our sense of risk in check yeah, yeah. and and the the biggest difference between you know what you're talking about as far as not is keeping the roads very unsafe mm-hmm. and being out there on the football field is that these roads that you talk about keeping unsafe is making people think about what they're doing as they're moving. Yeah. When you're out there on the football field or you're mm-hmm. out on the ice rink, there's no way you can sit there and think about anything else besides what you're doing at that right time. Right, that moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't think about getting hurt. You can't think about you know what's for dinner you can't think about anything yeah. else besides you and that guy that you faced up against because yeah. if you think about anything else that's where you start that's where the injuries come in that's yeah, where you know exactly. you, you really you really hurt yourself and you know the equipment is not going to help protect that yeah yeah it, exactly yeah. it's like when you jump out of a plane you got one minute to do something exactly right yeah and if you don't do it right you're dead yeah. yep mm-hmm. and 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 that's just you know that's what you accept when you do yeah. that and and you have the confidence to say, yeah, I can I can do that. Yep. And when you walked out on the football field, it was like, yeah, I've got the confidence to know that I'm going to be all right. And you felt that way on the ice. Well, I, I and I but I I want to, and I agree. I, and I want to go back to though something you said about being old school and mm-hmm. you know the hitting and the. You know, the, I mean, I, I grew up as a kid watching, you know, Dick Butkus play, you know, middle <laughs> linebacker yeah. and uh, like Singletary. And, yeah, you know, crazy eyes. Right, yeah, crazy eyes. Yep. And uh, Richard Dent and, um, you know, how do you, I guess, you know, I, I'm not sure that you would know any better than anybody else, but you've been in it. How do you see this evolving then? How do you, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to get it so safe that it is going to be more like uh, Australian football? football? Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm hoping that they don't try to change it too much. You know, the only thing you can do when it comes to playing a game of football is leave it as is. Yeah. You know, that it's it's football for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys that, that was before us that, you know, set the stage before we were able to play, they set it for a reason, and, and they played it the right way. Injuries, yeah. you can't – there's no way that you can get away from that. If that's the case, then you might as well cut football altogether because it's too physical of a sport. Yeah. Now, you know, when it comes to, you know, where football is now and where it's going to go in the future, who knows yeah. what they plan on doing. But I think if you leave the game with the integrity that it has right now, there's no way anything bad can happen. I mean, the injuries, they're going to occur regardless. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to bring this uh, back because that's a really good analogy to, to – uh, a lot of the life decisions we're making with chronic illness mm-hmm. and stuff, there's, there's this, there's this well-meaning idea uh, that, that we need to be protected yep. and, and we need to be safe and yeah. we can't take any risk. But the problem is when we're at the edge, there's not only danger, but there's also joy and there's also learning and there's also fulfillment. Yes. And as a society, you know, how, how do we make that balance so that, you know, as, as someone with a chronic illness, you know, it is, it is flat out more difficult for me to jump out of a plane because I can't feel my legs. Mm-hmm. I still do it. I still figured out ways to do it. I accepted that risk. And, and, you know, what I, what I just want to, you know, I'm curious about your thoughts is how do we set those risks? Because we want to coddle people if they have a, a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sure, sometimes we need extra support. And that's really hard to ask for sometimes. Yeah. But we're still human and we still want to feel fulfilled and we still want to contribute how we can. Yeah. And that requires risk. It does. Um to me, it's, it's, all, it's, it's a mentality thing. It's always been with me. Um, you know, 
whether it was something that was new, I had no idea about. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I have no clue whatsoever. I just did it anyway. Because at the end of the day, while I'm sitting here wondering and thinking, what's going to happen? What's this? What's that? Why not do it, try it, go through it, and see how it makes you feel? And I, that's all a part of life. You you go through you go through life, you know, wondering how what's going to happen, wondering what the next day is going to bring, where you're not necessarily living. But live life. You know, take those yeah. risks. Do what you need to do. Do what makes you happy. And, you know, that that's what I've continued to do. And, and I can't I don't have any complaints, no regrets, anything at all. Yeah, I think there's a Kevin, you mentioned this movement about I think it's actually called safetyism mm-hmm. and how we're trying to protect everybody from everything. Right. You see it on college campuses, you know, protect the kids from, I don't know, hate speech or views, point of views they don't necessarily agree with or Bullying that are too. not mainstream. And, yeah. you know, um, there's a woman by the name of uh, Lenore Skenazi, um who gave her nine-year-old kid enough money to ride the New York subway, and she took him to some end of Manhattan, and then he found his way home mm-hmm. uh, on his own. And, I mean, she was literally vilified as the world's worst mother for doing that. And she started this whole movement called Free Range Parenting yeah. because we are so overprotecting our children at that age that by the time they get to college, they really cannot deal with their independence, their ability or willingness to discriminate between what's good for them and what's bad for them, yep. and you know, making important decisions on their own and understanding that there's a risk-reward. As you're talking about, you know, Kevin, I'm just, it, it made me think of, of, of Lenore when you mentioned you – you, you've learned to, to, to jump out of an airplane in spite of or despite your condition mm-hmm. in a way that you find joy doing it. And Joe, yep. I mean, just hearing you and, and, and listening to how accountable you are for the things you're suffering with today in terms of your chronic pain and, um, and other conditions and the surgeries you've gone through. But you accept it as that was the price I was willing to pay. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't just pay a price. I accepted the risk. Yeah. I accept mm-hmm. the consequence of those risks. And. That, to me, is what adults should be doing. This is what we should be teaching our young people, is that not every decision is the best decision. Not every decision is the right decision. But if you make the safest decision all the time, you will not experience life. You won't grow. Exactly. You won't learn if you don't give people the opportunity to practice at the edge Mm -hmm. and fail. And fail. I was just going to say failures. That's the best best, uh, teacher right there. Then you're not going to grow. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think that's an important lesson, even in entrepreneurship, which I'm deeply involved with, yeah. is that you'll learn a lot more from your failures than you do from your successes even. Yeah. Because successes we tend to accept is that's what you're aiming for, right? right. It's like exactly. hitting the bullseye. And the, if you're aiming for the bullseye with the dart and you actually hit the bullseye, you're like, whoa, okay, that was well, cool. I was expecting that. Right? I was, but if I keep missing it, then I'm going to dissect why am I missing it? My mechanics are wrong or I'm throwing the wrong mm-hmm. way or I'm seeing this the wrong way. And then we tend to dissect and, 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 and understand better why we're failing. And I think that's true in business. I think it's true in relationships. I think it's true in life. Yes. It is. It it's is. even true playing darts. It and, is. And it sh- is. Shameless plug. There's a whole chapter. It's chapter four of my book the, that we talk about. Do you have a book? You have yeah, a book? Yeah, I have a book. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, you wrote a book? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but, but when you fail, you're always at the edge. Mm-hmm. When you succeed... Uh, sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you have to be at the edge sometimes. You can't live your whole life there, but you have to regularly visit that physically, mentally, emotionally, in your relationships. You know? and, and I think that's one of the things that you know, I want our listeners to take from our conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are a guy who unapologetically lives your life at the edge. And have have always done that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I stepped out on the limb. Yeah. I started playing football my junior year in high school. I Normally people don't yeah. start that late That's in the late. game. Yeah, it's super yeah. late. Like you, you you stepping out there and all you know is you have on a helmet, some pads, some cleats, and you have to go and hit the other guy. That's yeah. all you know. <laughs> but these other guys that's been playing all their life, they know all about technique, fundamentals. Yeah. They know how to play as a team. Mm-hmm. They know how to play within a system, within a scheme. These are all things that I had to learn super quick while, you know, so I can get acclimated yeah. to being out there on the field. So, yeah. you know, I stepped out just because, you know, I wanted to do something different. And it turns out that was, was you know, that was going to take me further in life than anything else that I could have possibly imagined. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm super thankful for that. But it's because I stepped out on that edge. 
I was able to get it done. Yeah. Well, I see that in the same way with, with Toya, your wife. And oh, what yeah. she's doing with the Leia Center. You know, she's just like you in that way, yep. right? She's going to put it all on the line to make the Leia Center work, and I respect the heck out of that. I think that's exactly why I'm drawn to both you and hers. You know, to the extent that I can help in any way, I've always said, yes. I, I just want to help, mm-hmm. right? And, and, you know, I don't know if I've had any impact at all, but it's worthy of that help because of what you're putting on the line to do it. And, you know, I'm sure in the NFL, you know, you make a nice income. Hopefully you saved your money. You could have just, you know, rode off into the sunset right. and been, you know, Joe and Toya living on a nice place somewhere in the world. Yep. Instead, she and you want to change the world still. And that's remarkable. Absolutely. Thank and- you. What have you learned that you want people to take away, and where do you want this to be going? What do you? What change do you? You know, Don was talking about uh, the change that you you know are bringing to the world, and what what do you want that to look like? I I want people to really feel like they take their lives into their own hands. Um, they make the decisions because they want to make the decisions, and not because of you know something that they're going through or someone else telling them what they should do all right so i want people to be able to take care of themselves i want people to make decisions i want people to be able to step out on that edge and do what they want to do because you never know what your love and what your true passion is going to be like yes you may be doing something today but tomorrow you could be doing something completely different and get more fulfillment from it um that happened with me i started out as a basketball player and i realized my limitations and where i could go and where i couldn't go and that pushed me towards the football field, and I made it further than I could have possibly imagined. So uh, you just never know what can happen if you don't step out on the, on, the, on that edge and, and take those risks and do something different. Yeah, no, I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um, I applaud you and Toya for doing it. I believe that well care will be part of our health care system. Absolutely. In the long run, it will be as important as a primary care doctor or – uh, a surgery or any other drug treatment that you get, and so let's hope. Um, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope make so. it so. Let's, let's make, it. make it so. That's what, and that's what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to make that to be in the new healthcare instead of it people is. thinking healthcare and going to the doctor and getting things and hoping it's going to fix yeah. them. No, you need to do things to fix yourself. Well, and and that's the thing that's brought all three of us yeah. together around this table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. can't thank you enough for being here. Hey, uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. You know, super uh, transparent and candid about it. And that's that's the best kind of best kind of podcast. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I had a, a great time being here with you guys and, and talking and laughing and joking and, <laughs> you know, getting into the serious, serious conversations, too, because I felt like, you know, it, these are conversations that need to be had. Yeah. You can have fun. Topic. Yeah, you can so, have fun. You can let you can be loose and. And, yeah. and enjoy each other, but also have those tough conversations that most people don't like to dive into um, because it takes them to a different place. But I feel like, you know, it's, it's things that people need to hear. People need to understand that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's yeah. okay to, to offer your input um, because you're going to help the next person uh, yeah. through your words. So well, that's why we're here. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Joe, and best to Toya. And as we leave, how do they find the Leia Center? Yes. So um, the Leia Center is located downtown Kansas City on 6th and Walnut, right in the River Market area. Um, you can also find us um, on at, on the Internet at theleiacenter.com. And you can find us on social media at the Leia Center on both Instagram and Facebook. Very good. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Thank, Thank you. you. If you've enjoyed today's topic and want to join the conversation with Dr. Kevin Payne, find Your Life Lived Well on all of your favorite social media sites, Patreon, and of course, yourlifelivedwell.co.